When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf, and welcome to my podcast. Each week, I focus on topics related to mental health and discuss ways to help you deal with issues like anxiety, depression, shame, guilt, PTSD, and more. I've spent the last 30 years researching the mind-brain connection and mental health. I worked with patients who suffered from traumatic brain injuries, struggled with anxiety, battled with learning issues, and often worked with families to resolve major relationship and communication problems. In this podcast, you will hear the advice I gave to my patients and the techniques I developed and used to help them find healing. My goal is to give you simple, effective and practical tips and tools to help you take back control over your mental, emotional and physical health. Before I begin today's discussion, I want to just take a moment to thank everyone who has supported this podcast, either by leaving a review, spreading the word, sharing episodes with friends and family, and posting about this podcast on social media. I love reading your reviews and learning how I can make this podcast even more helpful. Like this review from a listener. Dr. Caroline Leaf covers topics in such a way that are easy to understand and motivate me to think about what I'm thinking. Love it. Thank you so much. Now back to today's podcast. In this podcast, we're going to talk about how to build stress resilience. So first of all, let's quickly talk about stress. Stress is good for you. Stress, if you, based on your perception and if you manage stress, will actually work for you and not against you. Stress is actually quite natural. It's your body's ability to kind of get you onto a very, into a very alert state that activates a great flow of neurotransmitters in your brain and gets your heart and your, all the different parts of your body working at a very high level to help you to be very focused and access the wisdom and intense and be able to move forward in what you're supposed to do. So we can't function without stress. The chemicals that flow because of stress are very important to just keep your heart functioning, for example. The problem is how we perceive stress. So if we start, if we think stress is bad for us, because that's the consistent message we've had from the media, then as soon as you start feeling the symptoms of stress, which is heart pounding, adrenaline pumping, muscles tensing, like redness in your face, that kind of thing, as soon as we start feeling those, we think that it's bad for us. So we're trying to control those symptoms and trying to control our mind and we get even more into a state of toxic stress. So just by our perception of what stress is, will make stress work for us or against us. So you just need to understand that there is a difference between good stress, which is normal, and bad stress, which is toxic. Normal stress, the body works for us. Bad stress, the body works against us. 
So if you are in a tough situation and you feel your body tensing up and the adrenaline pounding, if you say, if you think, oh no, this is terrible, my body's tense, you know, the stress is now bad for me, then as soon as you do that, the blood vessels around your heart will constrict and you won't have enough oxygen and blood flow going to your brain. And 1,400 neurophysiological responses will go crazy in your body. But if you say, okay, this is a difficult situation, good. My body is tensing up, so now I can think more efficiently. I have got more brain power. I've got more body power. That immediately causes the blood vessels around your heart to dilate instead of constrict. And now you've got more blood flow going to your brain, more oxygen going to your brain. You can think more clearly. And your, the 1,400 neurophysiological responses will work for you and not against you. And that's a huge step in building resilience. How you view stress is a huge first step in building resilience. Then as you move into the situation and you start managing it, it becomes like a vaccine or a flu shot. When you have a vaccine or a flu shot, what happens is that you are putting the, the bad stuff, the bugs, into your body and immediately your body the immune system of your brain and your body will respond by producing genes that produce proteins that will actually then or create proteins that will actually be like little soldiers in your in your autoimmune system an army that is designed to fight that particular bug that the vaccine or the flu shot um, is, has put into your body so you build up an army that then goes and wipes that out. But because it's a gene, it becomes a memory. It's a gene change. It becomes a memory. So you actually, your body then, immune system stores a memory of that particular, that particular bug. And it has built an army which is on standby in case you're ever exposed to that again. So if you go into an environment and you've had, let's say, the yellow fever vaccine, and you go into an environment where there is yellow fever and you're exposed to it, immediately your body, those, those soldiers in your immune system are activated and they can then go and fight that bug and get rid of it because they've created the army that will eliminate it. So that's the principle of resilience in your immune system and that's kind of what you're doing when you are building resilience in your mind. So as you first step, as you see the, the, the signs of stress starting in your body, the perception that this is good for me, it's going to make me more wise, my, I'm going to think more clearly, my body's better prepared, I'll access more wisdom. As you do that, your body starts working for you. And the more you practice that, the more you practice every time your body goes into that state, the more you build up a memory in your brain and in every cell of your body of what to do whenever you feel that way. So you're training your body to actually respond and work for you and not against you in a stressful situation. So that's building, that's like the vaccine principle. So every situation that you go through needs to be embraced, every challenging situation, because as you embrace it, you are building the resilience, you are building up your immune system, you literally are building up your immune system to deal with a toxic thought. Because a toxic thought, which is a response to a toxic situation or a challenging situation, is a physical thing that you build in your brain. And your immune system recognizes that. So when you reconceptualize and redesign and manage that situation, you're actually building a little army to help you manage that situation or similar situations in the future. So now you're in a toxic situation at work and you've got a boss that always screams at you or you've got a work schedule that's terrible or you've got bullying going on maybe in your life or something's happening. 
So as you experience it the first time now with this knowledge, what will happen is that first of all, your body goes into stress. It's good for you. First part of resilience has been activated. You have had this experience before. Now you're going to reconceptualize. You're going to learn how to protect yourself or to understand that the bullying person bullying you or whatever, you're developing some kind of way of coping. And that's building a new network. You're reconceptualizing, you're redesigning, you're building a new thought. So the next time you're in that situation, you've got this, it may still be weak, but you've now got this thought popping up into your conscious mind of, okay, I succeeded yesterday in coping with the bullying to a certain extent. Now today I'm going to increase that. Or I succeeded yesterday in blocking those insults from that awful boss and I'm a little bit stronger today and I'm going to get even stronger today. And you keep building up your resilience by reconceptualizing and redesigning your thoughts. So eventually over a period of 63 days, which is more or less how long it takes to completely transform a thought and make it that it's um, automatically going to move into your conscious mind when you need it, that that over time, over those 63 days, you are increasing your immunity in inverted commas to that situation so that no longer is it controlling you, but you are controlling that situation. So you may have, and this is an actual example from my daughter's life, and she had a boss that constantly screamed at her, even though she was doing her best. She started developing heart issues, pain, physical pain in her heart. And as she started building this immunity by going through the process of recognizing that, that the stress is good for her and, and using techniques like not letting that, what, what the boss saying, what the boss was saying to her to penetrate into her as, see it as a personal bar, but to actually reflect it back outwards and think, okay, well, this is him talking from some level of pain or toxic experience. So she shifted her whole mindset. Each day as she did that, she got stronger and stronger. So she built a thought in her brain, toxic, I mean, she turned, she reconceptualized the toxic, painful experience into a positive one. And each day she would draw on that, it would come up the resilient, the immunity was building and building and the little army of the healthy reconceptualized thought was getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So eventually one day it wasn't affecting her anymore and the pain in her heart was under control. It didn't get worse. It didn't become something major. So tip two is after every toxic stressful situation, do a mental autopsy. So in that moment, I've just experienced X. This has just happened to me. It's like made me feel terrible. Why do I feel terrible? What's this is the cause? So do your little mental autopsy, break it down. And that in itself is now starting to build. It's making the genes that are making the proteins that are making the physical thought in your brain. You are inoculating yourself against against um, the toxic effect of that in the future. You're building resilience. You're building a way of coping. So that person never changes. You change because you are inoculated against that. So you can literally become inoculated against these situations. And I say inoculated in inverted commas. I'm not saying this is easy and it certainly is not going to happen overnight, but it is something that you can train yourself to do. You will know where to start this process because in your daily life, certain things that are constantly happening that are pulling you down or blocking your effectiveness, those are things that you need to reconceptualize and be inoculated against and start building up this resilience. So just in terms of um, the kinds of questions that you can ask yourself in when doing this mental autopsy, stop and say, what happened? What has just happened? How have I reacted? Maybe write these down as well. What triggered me? What can I do better next time? And all of that process 
is generating an energy in your brain that is building, creating a gene. You're literally creating a gene that is creating a protein that's going to hold that information in a little top, in a little healthy tree in your brain, this little quantum computer in your brain. And the more you practice it, the stronger it gets. And then when you need it next time, it's there and it pops to the fore and then you can add to your experience and it gets even stronger and you get better and better and better. And then you find when you've done this for one situation, it's very easy to carry it over into another situation. So you draw on the success of that particular experience and you carry that over into the next experience. An example of my daughter. So if she's in a situation, now she works, she actually works for me now. And when we in situations where there's a lot of challenging projects or multiple things to do, or when we're working with people that are doing things for us that don't do things properly or something like that, she has this very strong resilience in her and in order that that pops up and she knows how to cope very well in very, very challenging situations very quickly and very efficiently. But that didn't happen overnight. That took time. And it took persistence and it took taking a, a taking responsibility for what she was going through. It took a support system. She had, she spoke to me. She didn't just keep it quiet. She didn't just suppress it and just go with it. She challenged it by, by acknowledging it and speaking to me and get developing a support system around her and talking to her friends. And so she didn't just like live under this, this, this pressure. Before we continue, I want to take a quick break and tell you about and invite you to my 2019 Mental Health Summit in Dallas, Texas, December 6 and 7. In this conference, you'll learn scientifically researched mental self-care techniques to help you overcome mental ill health, help others and help your community. You will not only gain more knowledge about the current problems in mental health care, but also about real, long-term, sustainable solutions and how to apply these solutions in your own life and in your community. In this summit, you will learn how to overcome mental health issues like anxiety and depression, learn how to help children and teens, learn correct nutrition and exercise to boost your mental health, Learn how to identify and define your unique identity based on neuroscientific research. Learn how to improve memory. Learn how to help family members and loved ones who struggle with mental ill health. Learn how to avoid burnout and manage stress. Learn how to deal with disappointment. Learn how to overcome intrusive and chaotic thinking. And so much more. For more information and to register, go to drleafconference.com. Com. One last thing before we get back to this week's podcast. I want to give a big thank you to everyone who has donated so far to my research project fundraiser. So far, we have raised over 41,000 out of our 120,000 goal. 100% of these funds are going directly to this project. And so far, we have used what we have raised to pay lab technicians, research design, pre-test statistical analysis, and more. The results from this research project and clinical trials will help us make mental health care more accessible, affordable and applicable for people all around the world. Please keep sharing the word about this project with friends and family. For more information on this project and to donate, visit drleafresearch.com. Tip number three 
is we need to manage our expectations about life. The whole thing about building stress resilience is that you need to do something pre the situation. So you need to manage what you are expecting out of that situation. So if your expectations are unrealistic, you think it's going to just all be great or very negative, that it's going to be terrible or very rigid, that there's only one thing that could happen. And if all of those don't pan out, it's going to throw you completely. So going into any situation, you need to be very flexible in what could happen. Expectations, there are an infinite number of possibilities of what's, what could happen. And the whole thing is that to get the resilience inside of you that, that a whole lot of things could happen. And that in itself is increasing your immunity to the situation. Because whatever happens, you're kind of prepared for because you don't know what's going to happen. The fourth tip is that you do need a support system and you need to use your support system. It's okay to admit that you're battling. It's okay to admit that things are tough. It's okay to admit that you really seem to be battling with stuff. So having someone to talk to helps get perspective. It's also a pre-thing. Resilience means you're building up. By talking to people, you're adding to that nice, healthy, resilient tree that you're building in your brain to help you cope in whatever situation you're coping in. And talking to people helps to refine that and add more information and see it from a different angle. And sometimes they don't even say a thing. They just listen to you. And that in itself is enough to activate a genetic switch inside of your brain that increases your resilience. So there's a physical reaction when you connect with others in a support system situation. Tip number five, we have to take responsibility for our choices in life. We can't develop a a, a victim mentality or blame everyone else. It, that destroys your immune response, literally. Life is, 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 is a, a lot of life is about taking responsibility for the choices that we have made. Don't put your responsibility on others. As you take responsibility, as hard as it sometimes is, you are activating and developing your immune system. What's important here is to recognize that you can't control all the events and circumstances. So a lot of what's going on with you in your life isn't necessarily something you've chosen to happen, but you are, in, you are responsible for your reactions. And immune, developing stress resilience, increasing your immunity is taking responsibility for your choices and your reactions to things that you can't control. So both, and that's where you need the support system that I just mentioned in tip four to help you sometimes work out what those are. Don't put responsibility on others. When you take responsibility, you have more control. Remember, you can't control other people's thoughts. You can't control other people's choices. You can only control your own. Point number six, these are obvious logical. This is an obvious and logical one. Correct nutrition is vitally important to build, to build resilience in your life. If you are living on the modern American diet, um, your, body's just not, your brain and body cannot function at its optimum. You're going to feel like you, stress resilience is going, you're not going to have stress resilience. You need to sleep and you need exercise. All of these things are going to increase your, your resilience. I have a great book called Think and Eat Yourself Smart. And that explains how to actually deal with your mind when it comes to eating. It's not a diet. It's basically eating real food mindfully to build the health of your brain and your body so that your mind can work through it more effectively. And this in itself will increase your resilience. You will feel so much better when you're eating a healthy diet, sleeping, and when you are doing exercise. This will make you so much stronger in the challenging situations of life. 
and eating, exercise and sleep are different for everyone. So it takes a bit of time and initiative and research to find out what works best for you. There is no one rule that fits all. So that's why I recommend that you really take that time and you can get some great information from my book, Think and Eat Yourself Smart. Tip number seven, visualize wearing a suit of armor that every part of your body is covered by this metal armor to protect you. And when you go into stressful situations, the stress germs in inverted commas, which are the toxic things that people say and do in the events and circumstances you can't control, cannot penetrate that armor. This builds resilience. So imagining builds the, actually, as you imagine that suit of armor on you, you're building that little healthy tree in your brain. And as you build that healthy tree in your brain, that generates an energy around you that's almost like a shield. So the mental activity is changing the physical structure of the brain, which is producing an energy shield around you to help you to increase your resilience and your immunity. Tip number eight, make mental health breaks throughout the day and the week a priority in your life. What's a mental health break? Think a moment. Take moments to just switch off and think. Just let thoughts wander through your mind. Just daydream. It's a fantastic break for your brain and your mind. Take naps. When you feel tired, take a little nap. Just a 20-minute nap can rejuvenate your brain dramatically. Watch some silly TV programs. Get in the sauna. If you have a sauna, access to a sauna. Take date nights. Treat the weekend like a vacation. These are all little things that you can do for yourself that don't take a lot of time, but that will be the mental health breaks that will constantly help to build your resilience to stress. I personally, my the way I take my mental health breaks is when I'm at home, because we travel extensively, I have an infrared sauna and I love to sit in there and watch my favorite TV shows like Modern Family and things that I don't have to think. I can just completely think much. I just completely relax and enjoy the humor and switch off. I like to treat my weekends like vacations. Most weekends do, I'm working. So the weekends that I'm not working, we treat like a little vacation. My husband and I will take date nights. We'll do fun things. We make sure that we are really relaxing. I love to take times during the day where I just daydream. Just let my mind wander. I've made that a regular routine in my life. Where I just let my mind wander and daydream, which increases my creativity and gives my brain the physical rest that it needs to reboot to manage the power of the mind. If you are interested in learning more about how you can improve your mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Be sure to leave me a review and tune in next week. Till then... I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf.